Namaste, welcome back. This is Divyanti and Sangeetanti, and we're so excited to share a new kahani with you today. This week, our story comes from the religion of Christianity. Christianity is the third largest religion practiced in India, following Hinduism and Islam. What is cool is that around 2% of the population, which is still 27.8 million people, practice this religion in India. Wow, that's a lot of people. Well, I guess India does have more than a billion people. I've heard Christianity arrived in India when India was ruled by the British. Well, it is true that the British missionaries converted a lot of people to Christianity, but it actually arrived in India much before that. According to the tradition of Indian Christians, Jesus Christ was introduced to India through Thomas the Apostle, who is said to have reached Kerala in 52 AD. According to another tradition, Bartholomew the Apostle is credited with simultaneously introducing Christianity near the area where Mumbai is today. You know, there was a show I used to watch growing up when I lived in Canada called Talk About. Basically, in this game show, you talk about 10 facts of a particular subject. So Divyanti is going to rapidly tell us about 10 facts of the Christian religion. Okay, here I go. Fact one, Christianity is a monotheistic religion, meaning there's only one God. Fact two, followers of Christianity are known as Christians. Fact three, Christians believe there's only one God, that this one God has revealed himself in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Fact four, Christians believe Jesus is the Son of God and God sent his Son to earth to spread love and fellowship, and to save humanity from the consequences of its sins. Fact five, the holy book of Christians is called the Bible. The Bible is divided into the Old Testament and the New Testament. Parts of the writing contained in the Old Testament are also sacred to those of Jewish and Islam faith. Fact six, the two main festivals for Christians are Christmas and Easter. Fact seven, Christmas is celebrated because it was the birthday of Jesus and Easter is celebrated because Jesus rose from dead on this day. Fact eight, Christianity has 10 commandments which were given to Moses by God. And basically these are the laws that each faithful Christian needs to follow. Fact nine, the cross is a main symbol of Christianity. Did you know Jesus was nailed onto a cross? So the cross reminds Christians that Jesus died for them. Fact 10, the Christian place of worship is called the church. They're sometimes built in the shape of a cross with the altar facing east towards the rising sun. Divya, you won the talk about. You got all 10 answers. Your prize is you get to make more Culture Kahani podcasts. Yay! Our story today is about the value of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the decision to release feelings of resentment towards a person or a group that has hurt you. There's a quote I really love by Brian McGill. He said, there is no love without forgiveness and there is no forgiveness without love. So without further ado, let's hear the story of Joseph from the Old Testament in the Bible. This is a story about a young man named Joseph. 
His father's name is Jacob, and they lived in Canaan, where his grandfather was from. Joseph was 17, which is old enough to drive a car these days, and he had 11 brothers. He was the second youngest. Can you imagine having 11 brothers to play with, or should I say fight with? Because Joseph was one of the youngest sons, his father spent more time with him, and he became very special to him. His father even had a special robe made for Joseph. It was very beautiful and had every color you could imagine in it. All of Joseph's older brothers saw this and they got very jealous. The word jealous means that Joseph's brothers disliked him because they thought his father liked him more and because he got that special robe. They got so jealous, they couldn't even say a kind word to him. One day, Joseph had a dream and he went to tell his brothers. He said, guess what? Last night, I had a strange dream. We were tying up bunches of grain out in the field when suddenly my bunch stood up. Well, all of your grain gathered around and bowed to me. The brothers looked at each other in disgust, but Joseph continued. Then I had another dream that the sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed down to me. The brothers replied, Who do you think you are? Do you think that you are better than all of us? Do you think that we would ever bow to you? This made the brothers dislike Joseph even more. When he told his father about his dreams, his father said, Those are strange dreams, my son. But he thought carefully about what Joseph had told him. A few days later, Joseph's father asked him to go check on his brothers. They were in the fields quite a distance away. So Joseph went to find them. When the brothers saw Joseph in the distance, they made a plan to kill him. But when Reuben, Joseph's older brother, heard this, he said, Let's not kill him. Just throw him in a well out here in the field. He said this because he was secretly planning to come back and rescue Joseph when the other brothers had left. So when Joseph came to them, they took off his beautiful robe and they threw him in an empty well. A little while later, a group of people came by that were wanting to sell some things in Egypt. One of the brothers spoke up. Hmm, why don't we sell him to these people? This way, we never have to see him again and we don't kill him. The other brothers liked this idea, so they sold him to the people who were going to Egypt. Unfortunately, Reuben had been working and hadn't seen what happened. When he returned to the well, he noticed that Joseph was gone. He had been sold to an important man named Potiphar, an assistant to the Pharaoh of Egypt. The rest of the brothers took Joseph's robe and dipped it in animal blood and took it back to their father. When their father saw this, he cried. Some animal has killed my son. And he cried for many days, so much that nobody could comfort him. Now Joseph had started out as a slave, but the Lord was with Joseph and he helped him do everything right. So Potiphar made him his helper and put him in charge of everything he owned. The problem came when Potiphar's wife lied about Joseph to her husband. So Potiphar had put Joseph into jail. The Lord was still with Joseph in jail and the warden put Joseph in charge of all of the prisoners. Joseph never worried because the Lord was with him and helped him do everything right. After Joseph had been in jail for some time, a cupbearer and a baker to the Pharaoh had been sent there. 
One night, each of them had a dream. They told their dreams to Joseph, and he told the cupbearer that he would soon be let out of jail. Please tell the Pharaoh about me and ask him to get me out of here, Joseph said. When the cupbearer was free, he forgot all about what Joseph did. So Joseph stayed in jail for two more years until one day the Pharaoh had a dream and nobody could explain it to him. The cupbearer then remembered what Joseph had done for him and Joseph was brought to the Pharaoh. Can you understand dreams? Pharaoh asked. I can, but God helps me. Joseph replied to the Pharaoh. After the Pharaoh had told him his dream, Joseph explained, God is warning you. There will be seven years when nothing will grow and there won't be any food for anyone. So the Pharaoh asked, What can I do? And Joseph replied, God has shown you what to do. There will be seven years before the bad years that will be very good. So good, there will be extra food for everyone. You should save a little bit of each year's harvest. That way, you have had enough to get you through the bad years. The Pharaoh believed all that Joseph told him, and he put Joseph in charge of all the land of Egypt. People came from all countries to buy grain from Joseph because the whole world was in need of food. Some of those people were Joseph's brothers. When his brothers came, Joseph recognized them, but they didn't know who he was. It had been over 10 years since they'd last seen him. The brothers all bowed down to him because he was an important person, just as he had dreamed they would at the beginning. After a few meetings with his brothers, he couldn't keep it in any longer. And Joseph said to his brother, I am Joseph. Is my father alive? But his brothers couldn't answer him because they were afraid. Then Joseph said, Come here. I'm your brother, the one you sold. Do not worry and do not be angry at yourselves for selling me because God has put me here to save people from starving. So his father, his brother, and their families came to live in Egypt with Joseph and they all had food they needed. Joseph has such a big heart. He knew there was a reason why everything happened and he went along with God's plan without complaining. His heart was filled with so much love that he forgave and helped his brothers despite what they did to him. He just focused on the plan God had for him. You know, this reminds me of a quote that a lot of us have probably heard before. To err is human, to forgive is divine. Which means to make mistakes is human, right? We all make mistakes. But when we forgive, we are all trying to do what God has taught us. You may be wondering, how do we forgive someone so easily who has hurt us? How do we let go of that hurt? It's okay to feel the hurt and feel the pain, but do we really want to hold on to that hurt? It's easy not to let go of the pain we feel. It's a decision that we have to make to let it go. I remember when my son was young, he had a friend who told him that if he wanted to be friends with him, he had to go into the woods and pick pine cones. Unfortunately, my son started getting rashes. He told his friend that he is getting rashes and the friend would not listen. The friend told my son that if he did not pick the pine cones, then he would not have someone to play with. 
At first, my son was very upset and he came to us. We said, you need to stand up for yourself and you should tell the teacher. My son told the teacher and the teacher talked to his friend. His friend came to my son and apologized, even though my son was hurt by his friend. He forgave him and continued to play with him. Oh, I just love how your son was able to forgive his friend. This reminds me of this story. Forgiveness, will Emily forgive Miley for being selfish? I'm so mad at Miley. All I want is to have fun with my friends, but Miley's bossiness ruined it all. She's so mean. Emily complained to her mom. Miley had just stomped away angry because Emily, Katie, and Sarah did not want to continue playing what she wanted to play. Mama answered, Oh, Emily, that must be so hard. Mean words really hurt people. But could it be that maybe Miley is also hurting? Emily looked puzzled. No, Mama, Miley is not hurting. She is the one hurting me and my other friends. Why would you say Miley is hurting? Emily said defensively. Mama looked at Emily with her serious, kind eyes, the way she always looks when she's about to say something important. Emily, there's a saying I want you to remember, and it's a true saying. It goes like this, hurt people, hurt people. Mama was quiet as she looked deep into Emily's eyes. Emily wiggled uncomfortably and then responded. Well, I don't know about that, Mama, but I'd like to hurt Miley. Mama shook her head slightly and said, So Emily, how long are you going to hang on to the anger? Emily pulled her lips tight against her teeth and then opened them to say, I don't know, Mama, but I am really mad. Mama put her hand on Emily's shoulder as she said, Do you know, honey, it's dangerous to hold on to anger. We must never allow anger to feel at home in our hearts, Emily. There's something else you need to know about anger. When we allow a person's bad behavior to control how we feel, we give that person power. Mama, what do you mean by power? Do you mean like superhero power? Asked Emily. Mama laughed softly as her mouth turned into a smile. <laughs> no, honey, the word power in this case means that you give someone else permission to control how you feel. Today, you gave Miley the power to make you feel angry. So angry, in fact, that you wanted to hurt her. Emily, no one can make you angry or ruin your day unless you give them the power to do that. It's your choice, honey. Mama gave Emily a lot to think about. But Mama, what do I do when I'm angry? Well, first of all, you understand that you have a choice. You can choose to be angry or you can choose to forgive. Emily's eyebrows came together as she considered this. Honey, you can hold on to a hurt and let it grow inside of you, or you can release the hurt to God. When we choose to hold on to that angry feeling towards anyone, there are consequences. What kind of consequences, Emily asked? Well, when you let anger stay in your heart, that feeling won't just stop there. When anger is held in your heart, it grows into really bad feelings, feelings like bitterness and maybe even hatred. When you allow your feelings to take you to such bad places, you're actually hurting yourself. Emily began to understand that she did have a choice about her own feelings. Emily knew what she must do about Miley. 
I will forgive Miley and let the bad feelings go. I won't feel guilty because Miley went home. Emily knew it was not her fault that Miley went home. She did not make Miley choose bad behavior. Before Emily went back to play with Katie and Sarah, she released her anger and sent up a quick prayer for Miley. Emily pictured herself holding hands with Miley as she put Miley's hand in God's strong hand. Dear God, Emily prayed. Miley tried to ruin our day and she hurt our feelings too. I pray for Miley and I hope you will teach her how to share and be kind. I'm choosing to forgive her now, like mama taught me to forgive. I give Miley to you, God. Now I will be free from resentment and choose to be happy. Thank you, God. Emily turned toward her friends, Katie and Sarah asking, we'll just start over girls. What do you want to do? Katie said that anything was fine with her, but then she paused a second before she asked, uh, Emily, who is the boss? Emily smiled at Katie and said, let's talk about what we all want to do and decide together, okay? Sarah thought for a moment. And while twisting her hands, she asked, Well, I would still like to play house. Can we take turns being the mom? So they played house. The girls played for a long time. After a while, Emily's sister called Emily. It's time for lunch, Emmy. As Emily and her sister were walking home, they saw Miley slowly making her way toward them. Emily? Miley began with sadness in her voice. Emily noticed her head hanging down. I'm sorry. I was being bossy again. Do you think we can start over? Emily smiled big. Of course we can, Miley. I have to eat first, then I can play. It will be fun to have you play with us. Miley let out a big breath of air as a smile of relief traveled across her face. Oh, thank you, Emily. I know I need to work on my bad behavior, but I'm so thankful that you forgave me so quickly. The girls hugged each other, and then Miley turned and skipped all the way back to her house. Emily was so happy that Mama taught her to be quick to forgive. God said, whenever we pray, we need to forgive. Amy tried to remember to think before she prayed to make sure there was no unforgiveness in her heart. Mama called it examining your heart. Before praying, Emily would ask herself if she was mad at anyone or if anyone had hurt her feelings. If she found anger or hurt in her heart, she forgave. Even though Emily would sometimes feel very angry, Mama said, just obey God and forgive no matter how you feel. Emily was learning to forgive without words in a prayer to God. Mama told Emily, If you obey, God will heal your heart and turn your anger into compassion for the person who hurt you. Emily knew one thing for sure. She always felt so much better after she forgave people. So basically, love and compassion helps with forgiveness. When you hold on to the hurt, you're giving your power away to someone else by not forgiving them. It's kind of like putting yourself in jail and becoming a prisoner. Not only do you put yourself in jail as a prisoner, a prisoner to anger, bitterness, and hatred, but you also hand over the key right to the person who was mean or unkind to you. You give them the control. 
Remember, the key is yours. To give them control or not to give them control. Are you guys ready for the fun fact of the day? Fun fact. Did you know that forgiveness makes you happier and healthier? No, I'm serious. Many studies have shown that people who forgive are happier and healthier than those who don't. That is so awesome. I love that fact. We hope you enjoyed this week's Kahani. Please stay tuned for our future Kahanis. Namaste. Kajar Kahani Kajar Kahani